Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. You are listening to Holding Down the Fort with me, Alejandro Soto, your host for the next hour or so. You're listening to The One with the Wurlitzer by American Football. My guest today, my buddy Nick Tash, and I talked about this album and this band a little bit in today's episode, so I thought I'd put one of their tunes here at the beginning. If you're listening to this on the day it's released or the day after, you can still make it out to the Contact Improv Workshop and Magic Dance. The Chautauqua Tours group is leading at Bring It, Push It, Own It from 6 to 9. That's on Wednesday, so hopefully you make it. If you did make it, thanks for being there. I got my buddy Nick Tosh on the show today. We met doing theater back in the day. He's the guy behind the piebald shark books cart that you may have seen outside of some of the local coffee shops here in town. Really neat guy. Great to have him on the show. Uh, So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation I had with my good buddy Nick Tash. exciting so uh you're you're my negative nancy nick oh, yeah <laughs> so we, we've been talking on, uh, off air about what was about raising our standards keeping mm. our standards high um fucking paying the musicians sure <laughs> um, yeah. and like um just trying to do quality work right 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 um and sometimes that means recognizing the 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 work that's lacking quality Sure, um, yeah. And so, not to be haters, but sometimes you need some haters. Well, yeah. Um, like, most places have, like, kind of like a, like a uh, critics, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, a critic. But there aren't really any people who serve that function around here, I've, I've noticed. And, and, and almost every art. Am, am I coming through okay? Yeah, yeah, right. it's sounding good. Yeah. Do you cut this at all, or just I, let it I rip? I can. Yeah, most of the time, <laughs> I mean, I just let it rip. All I right. Think, well, I like that. Like, well, Free so we were, we were talking. You were asking about the tone of the podcast. Yeah. Um, whether it's positive or negative. Right. Um, I try to be a positive person. Focus on that. But the cool thing about like podcasting, it's kind of the last, like bastion, uh, or one of the last bastions of like unregulated media yeah right like you, right you, i right. mean looking i've gotten on 
some Patreons and lately and seeing how much like YouTube won't allow on the, through their like guidelines and stuff. It's kind of crazy. And like uploading my own stuff, seeing what gets cut um, for whatever reason, like what's deemed obscene or anything. And so like podcasts are still pretty unregulated. It's a wild like, west. I'm, I'm able to upload uh, my radio show that I use all Lice, like unlicensed music like it's copywritten and yeah. i just complete honestly gank it off spotify and i do never it got quality dinged? huh you ever gotten dinged for it no no oh. not on not with the podcast like i really thought i would um but no it went up just fine i wonder if it's because with, i link to like all the artists and stuff and i like upload in good quality i like download it sure. in very high quality so i'm like trying to do the artists justice and like not play their music in like low quality for people right um, and i link to the spotify playlist and tell people to check it out and give the artists their support and whatnot um but like one of the things that sucks is that like those regulations that like i mean i just uploaded one of my dj sets and one of the songs got flagged in 242 countries it was blocked i didn't even know there were that many <laughs> countries <laughs> and i'm guessing that's all of them yeah, um, i think, I think that, that yeah that probably sounds like um but like yeah i i just like like had to take that song out of the video because uh -huh. of copyright purposes and like i'm not i don't think it's monetized i'm not getting any money from it um but like still the gorillas wouldn't let me upload their song clint eastwood in my dj set which like fair i mean it's such a popular song yeah. i bet if it was able to be uploaded so many people would have like fucked it up and put sure. it in their shitty I wonder sets, if but. it's because even though like so like everybody and their grandmother has a podcast now <laughs> you have a podcast yeah but like and there there's a lot more attention on podcasts and they've become more professionalized I I wonder if the reason why it's still a little bit of a wild west is because it's still not taken very seriously mm -hmm, mm -hmm. perhaps yeah. And, so. and and largely it's still kind of an amateur medium. Yeah. In a way that even radio wasn't. It's just a lot more DIY mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and people just don't maybe just don't pay enough attention to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is kind of a beautiful thing yeah, because it lets yeah. you do a lot more interesting stuff. And then yeah, with the Patreon stuff, then you can you could do a lot more, say a lot more. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've listened to a lot of podcasts in my day. I was—I remember I had an iPod, one of those early ones, and this was back in twenty, probably like uh, two thousand eight, and okay. and having yeah. one and first coming across podcasts, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was just like it was yeah. these weird little radio shows where it's just a couple of dudes talking and it's like you they're usually comedy comedy oriented yeah, yeah yeah and and being like kind of fascinated because i was working a job then where it was really boring and so uh, you know it was pretty brain dead work you didn't really need to think about it so i, I was looking to find something to do while i was doing the work and yeah i found this thing called podcast so i feel <laughs> As though I've been in on the ground floor of podcasts. Dude, I've been listening yeah. since 2008. You put, back on an iPod. You had to download them onto your device. Correct. By plugging it into your computer. Into a computer. No shit. With a cord. What? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I did some it. Some of my younger listeners may have never experienced that. 
I, I did I, it religiously. I, mean, I never, exp- I never did that. I never got into podcasts that early. Oh, you're so on young. Spotify, like, and I mean, with with this stuff, I am like always one of the last people to hop on the <laughs> the train. Like, I remember in grade school, like when I was in middle school, like MySpace was getting hot. All everybody oh, yeah. was getting MySpace pages, and I was like the last person in my class to and get MySpace. And then it was over. Page. Yeah, yeah. And then like a month later, like all the cute girls that i was on myspace to talk to or moving to some other website that i had to figure out <laughs> i'm like i don't want to this is a lot of fucking work i remember everybody <laughs> migrated from myspace to facebook yeah yeah i think yeah i think that and happened when i was in like eighth grade yeah. or yeah probably seventh or eighth grade was when facebook started to become a thing yes um i i, I remember the myspace so that would have been like 2009 2010 yeah that sounds right it was uh because i i remember i was in middle school when everybody was super into MySpace and everybody was like learning HTML and yeah. customizing their pages. Uh-huh. Just so funny to think about. Like I had a friend who completely decked out his page. In fact, he had a lot of Grateful Dead stuff on his oh, page. Hell yeah. He figured out a way. <laughs> I remember he, he figured out a way to, to, to put the little bears. Uh-huh. And and they like flashed and changed so they color. Actually dance, across, yeah, yeah, and like walk he, across. Yeah, he learned he learned how to do all this stuff just to that's for awesome. his MySpace page. That's so cool. But I was never that savvy. I just pretty <laughs> I had a pretty boring MySpace page. Yeah, and I I hope that something like that is about to start occurring again. Like there, I I've heard about the migration off of the large internet platforms is beginning, like Instagram and, like, and Twitter. Yeah, and... yeah, and like you know because they're so homogenized and like the algorithm is so dialed in, um, that like and I this is partly why like three or four years ago I like got my own domain name and like mm. got it all set up. Um, it's I haven't touched it in like a couple of years now, but I like got it so I have some internet real estate and like now as some other friends of mine are like starting their businesses and like or like have their own websites for their art projects and stuff like that's what I want to go to like it's it's on my to do list to like bookmark all of those so that when I open my browser it's like my favorites for like my are my friends websites and stuff and what are they and so I'll to? go to that instead of like going to their Instagram page so I don't get a bunch of ads for bullshit i don't want right and even i mean people are getting so so i've heard like getting screwed by the algorithms mm. on instagram mm-hmm. and and that's been driving oh, like a lot of like getting buried and stuff precisely yeah, like yeah, yeah people I don't see it. stuff anymore yeah. because there's this other trash that gets pushed yeah yeah for the the mysteries of the algorithm i guess but <laughs> Yeah, I think that's been pushing a lot of the migration off those yeah. platforms. It'd be it's going to be interesting to see what happens next. It'd be cool. In my opinion, we should just get rid of images on the internet and it should go back to being text based. <laughs> and then that's when it's gonna get really interesting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But uh I'm a bit of a I'm a bit <laughs> Amish in that way, perhaps. But that'd be awesome. Because like I think before MySpace it was like live journal, I wanna say was like kind of oh. the thing. Well, I I was even Uh before my time, so I was never into that. But that was, like, largely just – that was mostly text. It was, like, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. a blog, like a blog thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Because it was like chat rooms and blogs was what chat the internet and was yep. in the early AIM. days. Were yeah. you ever on oh, AIM? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spent a lot of time on yeah. AIM. Yeah. Yeah. AIM. Trying to talk to cute girls. That's waiting, all that it was about, brother. Waiting for so long for replies that <laughs> never came. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was so crucial to have a like <laughs> like a killer um, handle and also mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. away messages. Do you remember oh, like, having oh, to come like, up with a, the perfect away message? Yeah, like if they shoot you a message and you're you're not, you're not logged there, in. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're like, I'll be you know, I'll be back. I'm out mowing the lawn. Something so. something cool and funny or something uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's very important. <laughs> this is really I didn't know this was gonna be a nostalgia podcast. I didn't mm-hmm. realize you were gonna be trying to rocket me back. <laughs> to my youth i didn't either do you want me to introduce myself yeah and, yeah like, go how for we it know yeah, each yeah. Other? Where, where, nick tash where do you come from where do i come from well yeah my name is nick tash um i'm not exactly sure how to um introduce myself uh i used to do theater in town haven't done it in a while largely because of the pandemic kind of put a stop to mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um hesitate to, to to call myself an artist uh, but, uh, yeah, did theater, um, briefly ran a, a, a theater company called Shakespeare Machine here in town that was active between, um, 2016 and 2019. We did, uh, well, how many shows did we do? I think Good we did, handful. I think we did five mm-hmm. all told. And that's how I met Alejandro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was in, um production that we did of uh christopher marlowe's faustus and uh yeah we've been buddies since we hadn't seen yeah. each other in a while though yeah yeah and uh so pandemic yeah it's do just, that to you just a total lost time yeah damn that pandy <laughs> yeah. Ugh. just yeah. really wrecked so many of my plans like i spent all of 2019 Getting ready for 2020 to be a badass year. I think a lot of people were. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it was, but I like was consciously in 2019 prepping for 2020 yeah. to kick off, and then it fucking kicked off all Yeah, well, it kicked it's off. Like, all right, right. I'm glad I got my shit together last year. Well, it's funny you say that because <laughs> you might remember this, but during 2019, when we were still doing the company Shakespeare Machine, the theater company, um. We were gearing up in 2019 for a badass 2020, mm, and mm. then it all kind of fell apart. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, we remember, do you remember we were going to do King Lear? That was going to be our next show. Ah, oh, I think I do. Yeah, yeah, loosely remember that. We were like planning, and then yeah, it all kind of that was yeah. the end of that. Yeah, the nails went into the coffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so uh, nowadays, what you're well, doing the book cart. Oh yeah, so that the newest endeavor, uh, that's what I am. I'm a I'm a bookmonger, now. <laughs> yes. not an artist. I'm a bookmonger. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I Local got this uh, a little project Amazing. that I started um, with a friend of mine. Um, her name's Sarah uh, Sarachi. Saruchi? I think it's Saruchi. Okay, Jesus. I hope she doesn't listen to this because that's gonna be really <laughs> embarrassing if I get her name wrong. Um, but. Uh, uh, it's a, a mobile book cart, and we sort of take it around to different places and do little pop-up bookstores, and we're selling, uh, uh, we have a focus on uh, strange and unusual books um, that you wouldn't necessarily find at, say, 
Barnes and Noble or something like that in town. And, uh, and yeah, we've been doing that for a couple of months now. It's been, it's been, um, interesting. I met a lot of interesting people. Um, I'd certainly count it as a success cause we've, we've been selling books. We've been slinging books nice. here and there. Um, we, we, uh, we, uh, go to Firefly coffee a lot on, um, uh, North Anthony and, uh, but we're, we're looking to kind of try some other places. We just recently did one at Conjure. Yeah. Yeah. I saw about that. That's awesome. Um, which is a, which is a really nice place. Firefly, excellent place. They're very generous. Um, we like being there. Um, there's a little more room in Conjure though. Conjure is, is a little more spacious. The one over here on, what is that? Like Lake, Lake yeah, Columbia. Lake. Yeah. yeah. It's precisely, you're really close. Of them in town. Yeah. It's yeah. just down the road from. Us here. Oh God, I don't want to blow up your spot. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in this day and age, yeah. like, it's not hard. I'm they'll sure find you. someone really wants to find they'll me, they'll find, find me. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that was kind of the nice thing about Conjure is that um, we were actually because we we built this cart that can be towed by a bike, so it's it's built off a little bike trailer, and then there's a there's a, a sort of uh, two sided shelf on top of it that we sell the books out of um it's all very cute very twee but it's uh um the nice thing about conscious that we were able to actually fit the card in just bring oh, nice. the card in because nice. they have so much room yeah. in there uh-huh. it's nice but uh yeah we love being at firefly and we love being at conjured we're looking to find other places pardon me uh to pop up here and there mm-hmm. you know so uh that's the new thing. I guess I should say the name of it. It's called Piebald Shark Books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we have an Instagram page. Uh, we don't have a website yet. That is in the works. That'll be kind of like our online storefront. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Uh, so like when we're not out in the real world, the meat space, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there'll be an online place where people can order. Cool, I'm cool. hope We're hoping to get that up like next year. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. come January, we're gonna start working on it a little harder. We're, we're we're gonna try to have it like simultaneous with starting the cart, but there was like so many moving pieces going mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. that that kind of fell by the wayside. So we're mm-hmm, like, just mm-hmm. we'll just make an Instagram and then we'll call it a day for that for mm-hmm, now. And mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we're on uh, Instagram. I think it's just There's you can search Highball shark, shark books. books. Yeah, I'll I link think, to it below. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the only bookstore with that name. I think in the whole world so it shouldn't be too hard to find how'd the name come about why is it called that so um that the the phrase piebald shark um came from a book called um titus groan which is written by a guy named mervyn peak and it's Hmm. this it's a part of this um a series of books i think it's a trilogy called the gormangast trilogy which is about it's kind of a a strange fantasy a story about this castle that is massive that just keeps being built and built and built and never is never stopped it's just always being oh. built kind of like infinitely uh-huh, uh-huh. and um it i think it's the first chapter of the book uh this guy is walking through this hall um and it's filled with these painted wood carvings Oh, okay. And they're wood carvings of various animals, and one of them he mentions in his big list is 
the piebald shark. I, I that that struck me as such an interesting phrase when I read it a long time ago that I was like, oh, that's a great name for something. I don't know what it's a good name for, but I'm going to remember that and use it. And then, I don't know, it just seemed right for this. It's like, uh, I don't know, it, it, it reminds me of like, an old tavern sign like yeah, you, yeah, we're gonna go yeah. to the tavern at the sign of the piebald shark or something like that <laughs> and uh cool yeah so so that's that's where the name comes from um but yeah that's that's my new gig right now cool, that's the cool. side gig and but yeah are you gonna be anywhere soon you were at conjure recently well and this this will come out this episode let's see it comes out this coming Tuesday, so okay, you know, that's I think the twelfth oh, of December. Well, hopefully so we're we'll... before Christmas or yeah, in the new year should be at um, Firefly on Sundays. Okay, cool. cool. Um, but you can check the Instagram mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we always update that with where we're going to be um, on a given weekend, and that's cool. usually when we pop up is on on weekends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so. Check there to make sure we should be at Firefly on on Sundays. Um, but always check the Instagram yeah. to be sure. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. So that's a new endeavor. Nice. So it's been nice. very interesting. You've got to meet a lot of cool people who like books and want to talk about it, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I love to do. Yeah. But um, how how'd you get into that? Like, how did it come about doing a bike cart? Oh man, that's a great question. Well, like, uh, so. Why should we go all the way back? Do sure. Do you want to go way back? <laughs> Let's go way back. Um, do you, Do you remember a a place, a bookstore in town called Little Professor Books? No. Does that ring any bells uh, for you? None at all. It was um, uh, in uh, what shopping center is that on? Um, it's it's on Jefferson. Like as you're going out towards Lutheran Hospital, it's mm-hmm, uh, it's mm-hmm. not Village at Coventry, it's mm-hmm. uh, Co- Covington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Covington Plaza, where Taj yeah. Mahal is. Okay, yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. The area. Yeah, right. Yeah. So where the Planet Fitness is now. Okay, yeah, yeah. That used to be a bookstore. Oh. It was called Little Professor Books, and that was the place that my mom. That was the first bookstore I ever went to. Oh, mom cool. took me there as a little kid. And I have extremely strong and, I guess, core memories, as the kids say these days, <laughs> of of that place, right? And it being kind of this, like, magical wonderland. And, and getting into books very early on just by virtue of, like, mom taking me there to, to get books every mm-hmm. once in a while. Mm-hmm. And um, so... I've always had, because of that place, a very strong uh, love of, of books and bookstores. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, Little Professor was there. Then Barnes & Noble came into town. Mm-hmm. And Little Professor mm-hmm. was like the local bookstore. I know there were other ones, but for me, that was the one I remember Like Hyde Brothers around back Hyde Brothers for sure was around. Because that place is old, It's right? been there forever, yeah. yeah. I mean, talk about an institution for sure. Um, Barnes and Noble came to town, and when Jefferson Point was built and mm-hmm, it opened there, mm-hmm. 
and Barnes Noble came to town, and Little Professor basically got pushed out of his yep. house. Yep. And um, which was a real, a real shame. But yeah, then, bummer. so then Barnes and Noble kind of became the bookstore for me. And then I was always, I always thought, God, my dream job is to work in a bookstore. Oh, sweet. And I lived briefly near Chicago for a while, and I tried to get a job at bookstores up there, um, specifically the Seminary Co-op in Chicago, which is. If you've ever been there, it's mm. like it's an incredible bookstore. Just got all this. They have a lot of like academic titles if you're into that oh, kind of thing. But okay. like they just got it's just a great bookstore, uh-huh. but huge. And uh, try to get a job there. It didn't work out. <laughs> um, try to get a job at Barnes and Noble for a very long time. It just never worked out. <laughs> and then you know, always in the back of my mind, I always thought, well, you know, maybe maybe one day I'll I'll just open a bookstore. And that's certainly where the seed of the idea came from. And then, you know, I got to know my friend, Sarah, uh, through my friend, Kurt, who's a great musician. Kurt Remke is a great mm-hmm. artist. Mm-hmm. He's a video game developer. He's an artist. He's a great musician. And he, he, here in town, the he dude's does all always kinds doing of cool something stuff. cool. He's always doing Everything something he cool. Does is awesome. He's got yeah. a great, uh, um, app that he designed called Soundwalk. Oh yeah. Do you know you know about that? Uh, yeah, I need to check that out. I haven't checked it out. Thanks for reminding me about that. Well, you're very Is it welcome. like pairs with your GPS location and like spits out sounds based on like where you're walking around and stuff? Yeah. Is that it's like an interactive like real time audio immersion like experience Precisely. in real space? Yes. So like, <laughs> like they're geolocated to specific areas of town. And you can go to these areas of town. You can download the app. You put the app on. You get your headphones in. And then you can basically – it's almost sort of like um, self-guided tours of these areas, although it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that. But um, and, and so, like, as you move through the space of that area, it triggers different music or sound clips – and it's very cool. He, wow. he developed it. It's called Soundwalk, and I think it's really taken off. But I met Kurt through the um, through through doing the Shakespeare Machine stuff because he did um, the music for our show. What ended up being our last show, Macbeth, he he um, composed this amazing score uh, for the show that he performed live yeah. during the show, and we used an old pump organ. Yeah, that was for the so for the cool. show. Yeah, um, so I, I met him, and then I met Sarah through him because Sarah is his his uh, lovely girlfriend, and uh, Sarah is a very interesting artist in her own right, and she she um, kind of works with graphic design, and she actually designed all of our our logo and all that stuff. Oh, and, nice. Um, she uh, is also a, a Rizzo printer, a Rizzo graph mm-hmm. printer. If you know what that is, I know we've yeah, talked you've told about me that. about it a bit. And uh, she's printed your bookmarks. She prints the bookmarks. Right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, and her and I talked a lot and she always had this desire to kind of maybe one day open like a print shop, which kind of made a idea go off in my head of like, oh, Sarah, you know what we should do is that we should just you should have we should get a space and then one half of it will be your print shop and then the other half will be this bookstore. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. 
probably never happen. Because <laughs> I'm just full of great ideas. It doesn't uh-huh. mean that uh, it's ever going to happen. But then, you know, but I did genuinely think that would be a good idea. But, you know, we're kind of low on capital. We're not, you know, and it's, it takes a lot of money to open a, a brick and mortar mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of kind of stumbled across these, like, carts that people had built in other cities where they would, you know, they would, you know, a little cart that they would bike around and they'd sell books out of the cart, which is not really a new concept because, like, in bigger cities you can find well, like newsstands. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's kind of gone the way of the dodo a little bit. Uh-huh, so I don't know. Uh-huh. In Paris, I know there's like a lot of like street book vendors oh, really? and stuff. Cool. And, you know, th- th- it's a thing that people do in a lot of places, but I had never seen anybody do here. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, we've had like Brava's hot dog cart. We had mm-hmm. that. And we've mm-hmm. had like a couple like coffee carts but i'd never yeah, seen anything it's always, like this. it's all been food stuff well usually food related yeah. you don't often see books i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um and i thought oh you know what that might be a really low overhead low cost way to start yeah this yeah. and it could be mobile we could take it different places and i thought mm, this might be an interesting way to get to an actual bookstore cool. but it is an interest it's a great end in and of itself because like it's fun we can kind of go around different places and mm-hmm. bring it to people yeah um, yeah so long story short that's kind of how the idea came about and eventually we just were like let's just do it let's just get why mm-hmm. not it's so low stakes that there's no reason not to do it <laughs> and yeah. um it's been going pretty well i think nice yeah yeah, because it was, what, like, end of summer that I first saw you? We started out. in September. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that I first saw you outside of the shop outside on Firefly. Saturday. Yeah, hey, yeah. Wh- what the heck is this? What are you doing? <laughs> that was so cool. It's my new gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Lissa, Trouble walked by one day while I was out there talking to you. I um, wasn't there that day. I didn't even see her. You weren't? No, I wasn't there. Who was I talking must to? Must have been Sarah. I must have been just talking yeah. to Sarah because yeah. yeah, Alyssa Trummel showed up and I got to talk to her and Scott, her younger brother. Oh, was Scott there too? Yeah, yeah. He's still in town working at yep. I think one of the schools in the is like a technical doing, director yeah, or something. Stuff. Like a building. I've talked to sets him. Sets and stuff. Sounds awesome. Not I'm terribly stoked about that for him. Has a I talked to him fairly recently. Uh, these are these are by the way people who uh, worked in the theater company with yeah. us a little bit and yeah, yeah. great tech theater stuff uh, uh, people and yeah, Lissa, she did the puppets for for Faustus. For Faustus she I think did, that's a yeah. good time to open up that can of worms. Faustus, um, yeah. So that's yeah, how the, we met. Yeah, yeah. End of twenty seventeen. Yeah, early twenty eighteen. And. So, uh, uh, yeah, that show is interesting because so the company was Shakespeare Machine doing yeah. the works of Shakespeare, and Faustus is on paper by Christopher Marlowe, written written by yeah. uh, one of Shakespeare's contemporaries, Christopher Marlowe, um, who sometimes people there's a lot of speculation about there's a lot of conspiracy theories 
Yeah. Although yeah. I, I love this. I love the conspiracy about theories about this. Who really wrote Shakespeare's plays? And some people think that it's like, well, Marlowe supposedly died in like 1599. He was, he was stabbed to death in a barroom brawl. Oh, jeez. And I think also he might have been a spy. Yeah, as well. yeah, he was like a spy for the government or Real like for the character. church. Yeah, or no, no, he was a spy for the government, and the Queen. church wasn't too keen on him. Something like something that. like that. Yeah, he was he was getting into it. Yeah, so he was a real interesting <laughs> character. He was like, he's the man who sort of uh, perfected blank verse for the stage. Oh. Very uh, a real innovator. And uh, yeah, what's well, so, like one of his most famous plays is Doctor Faustus, story of of Faustus the 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 man who sells his soul to the devil for like all knowledge and and that kind of thing. And uh, so that was our uh, Faustus was our uh, b- 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 fourth show. So mm-hmm. we had uh, our the very first show that Shakespeare Machine did. Uh, we started in 2016. The idea being, yeah, we were gonna we were gonna focus pretty much exclusively on the plays of Shakespeare and his contemporaries, people who wrote at the same time as him in the um, the late sixteenth, early seventeenth century. And so the first show we did was Comedy of Errors, and uh, we performed out of the um, Arts Lab downtown, the Arts United Arts Lab, the black box, mm-hmm, which is great mm-hmm. space. Um, and then we did uh, Coriolanus, another Shakespeare Roman play. And then we did As You Like It, was our third show. And then, yeah, Faustus was our fourth, which was the first time we did a show that wasn't by Shakespeare. And, um, yeah, that was a real interesting show because it's, it's, like, all about, uh, you know, making a deal with the devil and there's yeah. lots of demons <laughs> and here in the city of churches yeah Yeah, it was was interesting well but you know like it's a morality play right so it's like Mm -hmm. it i think it's pretty clear in its message in my opinion which is like hey you know don't make deals with devils because you're gonna (laughs) go to hell at the end Uh right uh which is indeed what happens to faustus (laughs) he gets dragged to hell at the end and it was awesome so our the concept for our our production of it was sort of like that it all took place inside Faustus's little room that he sort of mm-hmm. holed himself up mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. and that it's all an illusion, basically, that these yeah. demons yeah. are performing for him, that he thinks he's getting all these riches and knowledge, but really it's just sort of like play they're performing for him, this illusion that they're creating. Mm-hmm. And so you played one of the demons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you played a bunch of different yeah, parts because yeah. there were let's see there was there was only i think it was it was a very small cast there was yeah, only six people six of it. us yeah and yeah. two of those were faustus and mephistopheles the devil yeah so the yeah. other four of us played all the other characters yes yeah and tara she was the only Hero other like, human yeah because yes. but then she did double up as a demon she had to because yeah. we didn't have enough people <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, we used and and we used masks uh, in the play. The demons yeah. wore uh, these like um, 
these sort of morph suit hoods that were just totally white and blank yeah. with just little eye holes cut out of yeah, them. Yeah, our, our eyes and mouths were cut yes. out of them. So it was very creepy. <laughs> Super creepy. And then you guys would sort of put masks over that to become mm-hmm, other characters. Mm-hmm. Masks and small costume small pieces. Small different costumes yeah. to denote the different characters. Uh-huh. Again, further reinforcing the idea that this is sort of a it's all a show for uh-huh, uh-huh. just to, to show that they're putting on to just steal a stole at the end of it. He thinks he's getting a great deal out of it, but it's not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and it was uh, it was a it was a very successful show, I thought. What were, what was your experience like being in it? Because you've done theater. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and but I, I don't think you had done theater in a while. Though. No, 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 not. I not since I had been in high school mm. had I like actually done a show and I was 22 when we did that so right. you know it'd been 4 years 4 years since I'd maybe even been on a stage cuz I don't think I was doing anything with music at that time like what, what were you doing at the time were you I was just fucking hanging out just living like, yeah, I, I had gotten back so I had finished cosmetology school after yeah. I dropped out of IPFW, right. I went into PFW in the theater department for a year after high school, left that, did cosmetology school, that took another year, and then was, I think I was working in the in a salon with my mom, and then went out to Oregon. I was like planning. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like, a, that was like one of the big like chapter switches in my life. Um, and it was really funny because I had gotten back to town the beginning of august 2017 and like shit hit the fucking fan like (laughs) i got to my grandma's house in iowa in des moines iowa and looked at my bank account and i had negative seven dollars i was like oh i have less than no money right now and i got another three four five hundred miles to go she gave me enough money to get me to illinois to my next set of grandparents so they could fill up my gas tank and get me all the way home oh man but then i just i went underground like my girlfriend broke up with me when i got back to town needed to happen like was an unhealthy thing going on so all good but you know get back to town i was like sleeping in my mom's garage because like i had been living with that girl who had broken up with me and so i just went underground for a month like i did not see anybody i did not talk to anybody and then chase francis texted me and he was like hey dude i'm doing this show and we need people like auditions happened last week and not enough people showed up you should do this show and you knew also knew my girlfriend at the time as well. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I, 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 she vouched for you. She's like, okay, oh, cool, he's good. Cool. He, he'll be good for this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because that's right. We didn't. There was a lot of. We had like nobody showed up for yeah. those auditions. And, and, and so Chase texted me, and I and was, Chase played Faust, yeah, the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told Chase him, Francis. sounds awesome, but dude, my life is fucked up right now i don't think i am in a i don't think i can do that now and he was like i hear you but you should do this show and i was like <laughs> I, all right i'm in very <laughs> persuasive yeah yeah honestly it didn't take much it only took one other text of like all right okay, okay. but still you should do the show i was like okay deal and so glad i did because like yeah it, i think still it was the most 
like truly creative process I've been a part of. Um, like I feel like what we made was like truly a work of art. I mean, like with a group too, like because I've done some like individual things, like draw some like drawings and like you know some of my songs I'm pretty proud of. Yeah, yeah. But like to do that like in in that style like you know i mean we had an eight like eight weeks from when rehearsals started to like when the show closed yeah it was a long process yeah yeah fairly long but also like really short at the same time we could have spent a lot more time on it like it would have been nice to spend a little bit more time on it Mm -hmm. but that's kind of a luxury yeah we certainly were able to spend more time at than 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 most theaters do in town Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is which is nice that was kind of the thing that we wanted to do at shakespeare machine was like have longer rehearsal times that we could really explore Mm -hmm. the stuff the material and like really dig into it yeah that was one of the really cool parts was like the table work yeah like the scansion oh yeah like breaking down how to say this stuff and what this shit means this is all in verse like yeah 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 I mean, before that, I did not understand Shakespeare. Like, I we read uh, Romeo and Juliet, and maybe in, maybe King Lear in high school. Um, Probably Julius Caesar too. Maybe did you read? I, I think I missed that one. It's like they usually do Romeo and Juliet, Julius Caesar, Macbeth are like the ones they mm-hmm. typically. Oh, mm-hmm. They don't sometimes Hamlet, but that's like I think it's too mm-hmm. damn advanced. Yeah, I I don't even remember. Yeah. But I I do know that I had no idea what was being stated in that old English. And so doing that and, like, having you guys break that down for me so that – and, like, the idea that how you say this and if you emote it correctly, the audience will get what it is. Correct. Like, that – and I think that came through – for audiences sitting in the in seats like we knew how to express the like thought and emotion behind the words and so it didn't even matter i mean it's kind of like listening to music in another language right like i might not understand it but i can still connect to the emotion of what that person is singing i mean like opera and stuff like i don't speak italian but like a beautiful italian aria like hits you right you you understand emotionally what is going on and and yeah. if you if you know what you're saying yeah and you understand the the, the content of what you're saying the the emotion the emotional content of what you're saying then it'll come across the audience even even if the language is a little difficult and obscure mm-hmm. it'll mm-hmm. still make sense yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and I had even seen some like live productions of Shakespeare here in town like my my parents when i was young shout out to them took like me and my sister to a lot of like shows here in town i'm not gonna say specific names to try and not be a straight up (laughs) fair enough but like i remember i mean and i was young there has been a lot of good work done here yeah yeah and i have seen good work as an adult after doing the show with you at this same company i'm thinking of that i did enjoy yes but i think like when i was younger seeing it 
it was totally in one year and out the other. I fell asleep for a Shakespeare if they oh, took yeah. us to see something. Like even if it was like a well known one. Mm-hmm. I I as a seventh or eighth grader totally checked out. Yeah. Um and, and even if I tried to pay attention, I just like could not even keep my eyes open. Yeah. And maybe that's the nature of being a kid. Oh and, and I just think you just don't give a shit. Theater. Yeah. Yeah. Like um but I, I you could think... be seeing the best quality Shakespeare, and if you're a kid, you're just not gonna. Yeah, yeah, it's know. not gonna hit. It's not gonna land. Um... I mean, we were trying very hard to to make it accessible, but still be experimental and interesting about it. We yeah. wanted to make sure that it was clear, but still do unusual stuff. Like in a lot of our productions, we use masks and masks. We're definitely used heavily in Faust's, and we also used puppets, which were designed by mm. Lissa Tremel, yeah. and they were great. Um, we had these uh, uh, puppets that represented the Pope and some. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, that yeah, one was amazing. That she, she got made some cred. Like people gave her mad props. In well, the, they looked like, great. They turned out great because the Pope yeah. thing was meant to look like one of those, um, um, like ossuary. Uh, relics or reliquaries for saints where like they take a skeleton and then like decorate it with jewels oh yeah yeah yeah. so i had come across this this book of that's all pictures of that i think it's called empire of death is the name of the book (laughs) it's just all pictures of of that stuff and i was like oh yeah that's what we need to do for this because we had such a small cast so we had to kind of double and create characters in interesting ways and Mm -hmm. so you you found the process fulfilling yeah 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 definitely definitely yeah I very think... challenging oh like yeah. i still talk about it today i tell the story of like how i did a theater production and 20 minutes before the doors opened i was lying on the floor stapling fabric around the edge <laughs> of the stage because we hadn't had fucking time to oh my the God. stage yet like literally yeah like before i i don't think I might have been partially in costume, even like breaking so many rules. Oh, of the we theater. were, yeah, like you, <laughs> God, I had we totally were, forgotten about that. But yeah, yeah literally, yeah, we were literally working on the set until right before doors opened. I think the paint was right, still wet. Yeah, when when, when when the show started, when the door opened, yeah, yeah, yeah and there, the audience there was came wet in. paint on the set. <laughs> I, dude, I remember that now, and that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. certain things like about Chase, that show. Chase I and Haley were getting in costume, and I was on the floor. With a staple I gun. Prob- I, I probably was like, uh, is there anyone who's in costume who could come do this really quick? Yeah. Who's ready to go? Who could just help? I'm like, let's fucking do let's this. Let's do it. <laughs> I got a staple gun in my car. Let's go. That is sort of the nature of theater, though. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like 100%. totally uh, smoke and mirrors and like duct tape and yeah. and cardboard. Yeah. And, and, and the beauty of it is that like the magic makes it come alive and you and, and mm-hmm. turns the duct tape and cardboard into something else into tangible walls and into but alternate dimensions that was a that was a tough tech process for that very, show because very. we had kind of a chaotic uh when we when we actually brought the set into the the space in which it was to be the show was to be performed there's a lot of technical difficulties with that it was tough to get it all put together in a timely manner mm-hmm. and then we had a just had a lot of tech elements in Tech Week, and if you don't know what that is in the theater, Tech Week is typically the time. It's usually the week before the first performance where 
um, actors get their costumes and finally get to wear their costumes and the lights and the sound is all added into the productions mm -hmm. leading up to opening night. And uh, those are usually crunch weeks and they're very difficult. Yeah. And yeah. this was a very difficult <laughs> week. Uh, we uh, There was a lot of uh, taking off work to get stuff done. Some mild poisoning. Um, <laughs> oh, do you remember that? Do you yeah. remember when we yeah. were building with that yeah. foam? Burning, bur yeah, Chase was burning through foam with a, a the hot soldering iron yeah. that some, uh, someone had told him was safe. And, and it was dude, not. It was not safe at all. He, like, he, was, he got a he little was sick. Ill. He was yeah. ill for quite some time How after. How stupid was that? It was that? so dumb. Like, so ill-advised. We were all so dumb. O only Staying when you're young. I think, I think you and me were in the old tech venture shop until like two three in the morning in january like and there was, was like no freezing. heat in the place freezing. there was like it was like a giant warehouse the place burned down like i don't right. know if you heard like nobody can go in this place anymore but anyone who did it was the old it was on Howell? It's not far Howard? from here. Yeah, it's not far from here. Near Indiana Tech. Yeah, and it was like this big, giant warehouse that had to have at one time been an industrial yes. place. But and it was a maker. They had turned it into a maker yeah, space. It actually was really neat. I'm bummed it burned down. Okay, well, actually, I heard that or the building next fire. to it burnt down, and it wasn't the actual tech venture uh -huh. building. And I think they're still there, actually. So shout out to Tech Venture for for back in 2017 letting back. us uh, build our set yeah, in there. Yeah, they yeah. were very gracious to let us yeah. be in there and build the set. Until but we two three in the morning. Dude, we were there <laughs> was so bad. late. And, and it was like January. It was like cold, cold, cold. Like you and me walking out of the place and like scraping ice off of our windshields and like I I we, I, I, I oh this is I I had told you about this but I'll remind you I I quit a job to do that show. I honestly didn't want to do the job that much. I was a waiter at the Casas because I'd come back to town from That's Oregon right. and I had to get, I was like, well, I got to get a fucking gig. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. gotta. I had less than no money. <laughs> so uh, I found it. That was the first gig I could find. And like, I had this feeling, like I told my, my boss there, I gave him two weeks and I was like, I got an opportunity to do this. Like, theater production and i feel like it's something that i'm gonna need to really dig into and like put my focus all on this and so like sorry but i gotta go and i mean i clearly did not want to do that job all that much and i was living at home low rent like yeah low, little to no bills so i was able to like do that and skirt by and <laughs> so you stay till 2 3 a.m you were shit on tech week even more committed than i even realized yeah i i, re I think oh, I, boy, I remember I so that into it <laughs> I remember you, I think, telling I, I me that. I think it was after the production. I Because you know, I'm like I'm not a kind of person that wants to show off or like pat on my own back. Yeah, but like, right. I think as after it closed, I was like, yeah, man, I quit my fucking job to do this. I think if you had told me that <laughs> yeah. while we were doing it, I would have said that you were a fucking idiot. And yeah, and I think that's why back. I kept it to myself because I was like, no, I, I can't let them know that I quit a job for this. They'll tell me I'm stupid, but like, I know that already. I, mean, there were, <laughs> I know I mean, what I'm doing is stupid. I'm going to be as stupid as I can be. <laughs> everyone involved with that production put in. We were so. Like, 210 oh. percent yeah 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 but yeah those nights insane. at tech venture you me <laughs> chase we spent so much time there painting stuff oh, God. uh 
Yeah. Oh, man. It was ridiculous. Because, like, most theaters have a shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To build their sets in yeah. before they bring the sets to the theater. Which is usually, a, I mean, if you're lucky, it's attached to the theater, or at least, like, on the Typically, same block. Typically, yeah, yeah. Like, you, like, that was my experience in the past, was we built our sets just in, like, mm-hmm. you know, the next... Well, if you're even luckier, you build it on the stage. On the stage, yeah. Perform it <laughs> but we didn't have that luxury. We were basically an itinerant companies just kind of going finding space where we could yeah, yeah. and uh there's no shop at the arts lab unfortunately mm-hmm. and and so we had to so we had to build it at tech venture and then truck it yeah to arts lab mm-hmm, to then mm-hmm, set it up mm-hmm. and it was a complicated setup because there was we had to get a guy to um attach the ceiling of the set to the lighting grid uh-huh, uh-huh. we actually had to hire somebody to do yeah. that i remember like the day after he was here in fort wayne he was like going to alabama yeah he's like a professional yeah, guy he was like legit pro i wish i could remember awesome. the guy's name but he was great he was super yeah. helpful and yeah. he did it got for his work done quick probably less than right. he normally would have nice. i think he gave us a <laughs> a nice deal but like <laughs> shout out to luke holliger uh the tech director at arts united without uh-huh. them we would have been totally uh-huh, fucked because uh-huh. it was yeah. such a there's so much going on with that set we just we i think we completely underestimated how complicated uh-huh, putting uh-huh. it all together was going to be yeah like so overestimated yeah, it yeah and yeah if they didn't if those guys at arts lab hadn't been there arts united i mean and we would have been dead in the water totally i think fucked. so i mean like that that show uh i mean all the shows we did were real communal efforts like mm-hmm. everybody pitching in to get it yeah. done because we did it we did them with like barely any money yeah it was largely yeah. me putting money in and uh-huh i'm so sorry excuse me um god i hope that didn't pick up on the <laughs> mic part of the show <laughs> Ross, un- unfiltered, baby. oh man um <laughs> and uh and so we were like it was all volunteer we were hoping that we would get to the point where we would be able to pay people, but you know, things fell apart before mm-hmm. that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the, the, the process of it, it's, it's certainly the, I think, um, between that and the first show we did comedy of errors, um, are the two shows I'm most proud of that we did. Faustus, mm-hmm. I think is, mm-hmm. is maybe my favorite of all the ones we did because it was the closest to what I had envisioned that we would do as the company and also the closest to what I had in my head came mm-hmm. out on the stage, mm-hmm. which was extremely yeah. gratifying. Yeah. Like to see it actually kind of come out. There there were there were things that I wish we, we had I mean, there were a lot of things I wish we had had more time to to work out mm-hmm. and and perfect. Yeah. But I but the I mean we had a great response, like Oh, and I guess the, the the one aspect that we didn't really talk about is that there was a there was a live score to this oh, one yeah. as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Which was a uh, it was a uh, like heavy doom drone metal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My my cousin actually doom metal. Doom metal, yeah. truly like heavy stuff. <laughs> like uh, I think I told him that I wanted like basically I was like, give me wolves in the throne room or uh, Sun O stuff like give me like heavy shit Uh and it was my cousin um alex uh he he just crafted this score it was just him and his 
guitar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, he he made this score that filled that room, blew people's like it, and it really added something to the show because it was uh-huh. it was like heavy, yeah, yeah. sinister music. Yeah, yeah. And he was playing a red Gibson SG. Oh, he looked like the the guitar the devil would play exactly. Like I mean, he, and we also had him. He was sort of because there was the stage. And the set, and he was sort of off to the side, because uh-huh. the arts lab is a black box, which is basically just an empty room, mm-hmm. and you you bring in like seating risers, and the audience mm-hmm. sits on those. But they're all there's no distinction really between stage and audience. It's all kind of yeah. in one room, and we just sort of had him off to the side, almost in a corner. Yeah, yeah. but he was also kind of in a costume. It was like a black robe. Yeah, like a black cloak, and he had it over his face. face. Yeah, Yeah. and so it's just this guy in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing about Faustus, though, is that we have no video record of it. I I took video. You have video of it. believe i still have it i it was a folks this is a revelation so i (laughs) it was one of the dress rehearsals i think alejandro you got to give me that i mean it so it it was crazy i had shitty little home like like cameras like not even camcorders it was like digital cameras and i had a they the they could only record like 10 minutes of video at a time so i had two of them and i had a friend i wrote out an outline of the show of cross three pages and i timed it so that my friend could sit up in the balcony and i had it timed out okay this is where you start camera two and that's when you're going to take the memory card out of camera one and and offload it while the other while camera two is going so that at this point you can start camera one and then you can turn off camera two so i've i've got I think if I still have it, I can't promise you that you I still have it. Gotta look and see if you can I th- find I, it. Yeah, I think it might be on my old hard drive because it was like on my old computer that crashed, but I think I saved it on my external hard drive. So man, I'm gonna go oh. in and if I've still got it and I can on my editing skills and I have better software now, maybe I can. Well, even splice if you just sent me the even raw just a part footage. of it, like if I can, yeah, yeah. If we had anything, anything would be awesome because. Because of the complete chaos of Tech Week, uh-huh. normally when we did shows, we would have um, a guy come in and photograph the mm-hmm, dress rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And I think we got that. We had someone come and photograph. Yes, but they photographed a performance and they had to do it from the balcony. Oh. So all the photos suck. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh, they're they're uh-huh. not good. And normally he would have been able to get up close mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they're all from like way up and yeah. they're kind of blurry and dark wow. yeah the yeah. best thing that we had of the the at least that i the only thing i thought we had that was decent was a um a video trailer that um nick lubes oh yeah did for yeah. the show that we would yeah, that's right we posted it on social media as a like a trailer for the show yeah and which was awesome he did a super fucking shout cool. out to nick lubes he's an yeah. awesome dj in town yeah Go check him out. Yeah. L- lubes. Sure. At sure. Lubes on L-U-B-S <laughs> on Instagram. It's not Lubs. It's Lubes. It's Lubes. You pronounce the um. He's got an Yeah, he's got a new. I think it's L-U with an umlaut. B-S. Yeah. And he's a he's a super cool guy. Guy's great. And he's like a wizard with like doing like 
marketing promo mm-hmm. videos mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. He made us look really good. And yeah. that was the Faustus one was particularly good. It was uh-huh. like really spooky. Yeah. And yeah. as far as I knew, that was like the best documentation that we had of the show. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. I do remember this now that you had because yeah. I remember you telling me, Oh, I'm gonna have my friend here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I completely forgot about it until you said that, folks. We got the documents, folks. <laughs> That's fantastic because if yeah, you still yeah, have I, that, I hope I do. I hope because we I have do. a good recording of Macbeth. Oh, nice. Which was another show that was pretty good. It's not. It was kind uh-huh. of a nightmare process, and I'm not as I wasn't as happy with that one uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, because of certain technical elements that didn't work out and conceptual ideas that weren't we weren't able to realize and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. um, just also stuff yeah. that was going on personally that really dampened the whole experience. But uh, I mean, like like we were saying before recording, we were invoking spirits in that. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't remember if I intentionally performed any rituals. Oh, no. I hope did you? I hope you I mean, worked. I don't know, I, let me rephrase. <laughs> I don't know if I in, uh, perf- intentionally performed any satanic rituals <laughs> right okay I'm, i okay. definitely performed some rituals <laughs> maybe a little bit of well, a cleansing well, well, uh... yeah some some sage and herbs were burned in the preparation for that show did you do um, it in the theater no you probably no. should have i mean me it would have yeah it would have been really good to smudge that place it's funny that um, uh, faustus doesn't have the same reputation as macbeth does but it is funny that we followed Faustus, the show that like deals very heavily with devils and stuff, with a show that is like known to be kind of cursed. And yeah, when we did it, it did yeah. feel a little bit cursed. It, yeah, but Macbeth Faustus did? was fine. Macbeth mm. felt a little cursed uh-huh, because of okay. so much was like so difficult about uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. But Faustus, I think, I mean, despite the fact that it was like, it was a tough show to get. Mm-hmm. But that's like kind of the nature of theater is like we all get yeah. together and make it happen by hook or by crook yeah like the yeah, show must yeah. go on yeah, by god yeah, yeah and uh but yeah it was uh th- that was like working with you guys working with chase as faustus like getting the performances out of you guys was like one of the most fulfilling things i i have done thus far in theater um and uh i you know, every once in a while I'll hear from people like not that long ago. I just heard, um, uh, apparently a friend of mine was talking to somebody and out of nowhere, they, they brought up this show they had seen at arts lab and, um, they were like, Oh, it's the best thing I've ever seen. And it was Faustus. And I was like, this is a person I don't know at all. It was a total stranger. Just, they have, great memories of that show and that that means a lot yeah, that like yeah. it made an impact even though not a ton of people saw it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it still made it an impact yeah, and that yeah that's nice to know yeah like, I, I, i've i've had that same sort of i mean same sort of thing where like yeah friends that i haven't seen in that long or like the the people i was hanging out with in that time that i don't see as often these yeah, days yeah. because of life like when I see them, it, it maybe not every time, but it has come up like, yeah, that has show really? was really cool. Like, yeah, I love that was fucking awesome, yeah. dude. Like, yeah, like it. The people who saw it, it it struck them. Like, I think we we got got the deep kick on that one. I think we did. I think we did something special with that yeah, show. Yeah, I think we yeah. really did. Yeah, and uh, I like to think of it as like 
because people do talk like they talk about it from time to time so like but you know not a ton of people saw it so i like to think of it as like a mm-hmm. like a cult show like a yeah. like a cult classic show yeah. that's like semi-legendary yeah 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 yeah. that's a that's a beautiful thing to achieve i feel like we we kind of did that i you know i've always thought about like it would be cool to try to remount the show mm-hmm. with you know some changes but I, I've mm-hmm, thought seriously mm-hmm. about it again because, like, you know, sure. you and I were talking before we started the show of like, I don't really do theater anymore, but I've wanted to try to get back in to mm-hmm. doing something, but mm-hmm. just hasn't really worked out. But that is a show that and Macbeth are shows that I'd kind of like to to do again. Mm. May not, but you know, my fear is that it wouldn't have the same. You know, well, um, there's no way it could. It There's would no be way its it could own be thing. the same thing. It ha- yeah, yeah. You never, you never step in the same river twice. Right. I don't know that I'd want to recreate it necessarily, but I, 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 I certain ideas of it I'd want to yeah, recreate. Yeah. But if you, God, yeah, I'd love to see it. If you've got that <laughs> recording, I'd love to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll one show that I'd out. actually like to watch again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The other one, maybe Comedy of Errors, I, I might want to watch again, <laughs> but. Um, that one was another beautiful process. I know you, you weren't involved with that one, but it was a similar kind of thing of like, I think what was so magical about it was the sheer fact that it even happened at all <laughs> yeah. and that we managed to do it, which it also was the case with Faust's because it yeah. was like such chaos. It really was. It, <laughs> but it, but yeah. it, something that as so often happens in theater though, that's usually what happens is, is like, rehearsals can go really badly tech can be chaos but then somehow it comes together mm-hmm. 20 minutes before <laughs> the audience comes through the door uh, yeah. and it's kind of exhilarating yeah yeah definitely i mean i still i remember it might have been after the very last performance um but like going backstage after like right after walking off and like giving Haley a big hug (laughs) and like we couldn't shout for joy so we had to like keep like shut our mouths but like just the feeling of we fucking did it i think it had to have been the last show because we it was like oh and that was uh was that was now we got to tear it all down (laughs) that was a particularly good show wasn't it wasn't yeah i mean honestly i think every performance was awesome like i feel like every time i walked off the stage i felt good about we did yeah like individually and as a group which like blows my mind like i don't remember any of them feeling like uh well we got tomorrow night like no i feel like everyone it was like yeah we left it all fucking out there yeah man yeah i think we did i think we really did (laughs) that that show got because at that point it felt like there was no option like we had all gone so far and so deep like i was talking about this to someone the other day i was like you know i found doing learned while doing this theater show how long it would take the human body to die from lack of sleep <laughs> like you can go like i think it was like 11 or 12 days without sleeping before yeah. your organs just start to shut down yeah it was because like that was the thing with faustus it was like he was He'd maddeningly been... chasing after knowledge right and like okay how long could this guy go without sleeping before dying right before death takes him right. for the final for his final day and like 
I mean, it, it's cr- the stuff like that that like yeah, we did know, like a lot of like kind of research. A lot of research. Stuff yeah, and, a lot uh, of like standing around and being like, oh, well, what about this weird thing that isn't gonna come through at all, but like the background knowledge of that is going to inform the the facial expression or like how I hold my arms mm-hmm. in this moment. So let's take twenty minutes to figure this out and like put it under the magnifying glass. Yeah, definitely. Like that, well, that was, was the beauty the, of having a lot such of time. A cool part. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you guys had to be ultra expressive with your bodies because your faces were essentially mm, Yeah. Um you you had no faces. Had none. And that yeah. was the point was like the demons they didn't like we, we intentionally went after like a an unusual look for quote unquote demons because yeah, you guys just sort of had these blank white faces that were, like I said, they were like morph masks yeah. with the mouth cut out and the eye holes cut out. And mm-hmm. so you're just sort of like blanks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think your costumes were, um, they were basically like uh long johns. <laughs> it was long johns. It was yeah. full body long johns. Sort of white. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely see my package. <laughs> it was very revealing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you? Were you wearing any compression shorts? I mean, I was were in you briefs. It? Yeah, but I mean, like, it <laughs> like was you like were, I thought maybe you were you were trying to lock it in a little bit. Um, you're just letting it rip. I mean, I wasn't in boxer briefs. I wasn't bojangling across the stage. But like, I mean, yeah, it was something that was like to be worn under your ski suit, right? Or something is like your first layer to keep you warm. It was like uh... not to be worn as a standalone item. I think they're called union suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And we got like ballet, like dance shoes Mm -hmm. or something that were white. So we were white, very simple, head to toe. Yeah. Very simple. Very and then cool. on top of those base costumes, you would build up a, uh-huh. another costume when you were a different yeah. character yeah. or something yeah. like that. Or yeah. you'd be manipulating a puppet yeah, like, or uh, something to. Like graduation robes when we were the scholars. Oh, yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I played the the pretty lady. And so I had like. Oh, fake, yeah. Big fake, fake boobs. Yeah. Fake right. Yeah. <laughs> they were like styrofoam that like, were supposed to go underneath something else again, mm-hmm. but was put over top to just be so ridiculous. Well, to, it was all about the illusion. Yeah, it's yeah, like to show that it is an illusion. We're the audience awesome. is aware, but through Faustus's eyes, the idea being like he really is seeing a beautiful woman, uh-huh. but we uh-huh. can see what it truly is. We can see the machinations yeah. and the, the machinery going on behind. Mm-hmm. I still think that's yeah. a really good idea, and I think I think it came through. Yeah, I, I think, think it so. came through. I, th- I think so. I remember one of my proudest moments of that show was um, I would usually watch. Because the in the in the arts lab there's um, there's a second story where the um, what they call the tech booth is, which is where the stage manager kind of runs the show um, after the director's done their job. Uh, so um, they have a booth where they sit in and then they they tell the the light board operator to okay do that cue now. So and then from that booth you could access the catwalk, which was up. Mm, above mm, where you mm-hmm. could get to the lighting grid and put put lighting instruments on it and um i would go up there and watch the show oh cool because i didn't like sitting in the audience because i can't handle it <laughs> i don't know why but i just can't um and i uh there, there was a moment at the end of the show where um faustus is left on stage for couple minutes and he's got this long monologue of like oh god uh, i wish i hadn't done yeah, this yeah, i'm gonna yeah. go to hell and at, at midnight 
Um, and, uh, and, and he's, and I, and if I remember correctly, I think there was no music. Yeah. Yeah. Under that. It was just, like, and everything else had had, it was like music end to uh-huh. end. Very. Underneath uh, everything. Very stimulating. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was like people. quiet, just yeah. him talking. Yeah. And then the, uh. the stage <laughs> was, um, or the set rather, the floor of the set was elevated, um, like what two feet off about, the ground about two feet, yeah. because we did a lot of stuff where um there was like a couple trap doors in the set mm-hmm. and demons would kind of come up through the floor uh-huh. um but the aforementioned fabric that you were stapling around the yeah. the 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 floor of the set um was there to mask you know, underneath the, People the stage, under the stage to get to the fake door. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you remember how you had to climb through the back to crawl, army crawl. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It was to an get army under crawl. the stage. So under from the back of the set, about a twenty foot army crawl to get to that. It's fucking just ludicrous state, like, to think yeah, of it now. Door. What you guys had costume. to do, like, like she did that in like a full suit. Right, Me- Haley playing and Mephistopheles. Yeah, 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 when Mephistopheles popped out at the beginning of the show. Right. She was in heels and so, a suit. <laughs> um, what the audience... With, with horns. Yes. With a, ho- uh, a large horned head. Big, as well. like, um, gazelle-looking <laughs> yeah. horns. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, she looked, she looked fucking... So badass. So creepy and... Yeah. But, so what the audience didn't know is that the whole company was waiting basically under the stage... While oh, he was yeah. doing his final monologue, yeah, and then we it reached out a point under the stage where the clock struck twelve, uh, or whatever, uh, and it was time. And you all in unison, one arm just one slaps arm out aggressively, like, yeah, like claws, claws out from under the uh, stage, and it's accompanied by by loud uh, just guitar chord, a minor chord, and. Uh, volume it was always great because um a lot of nights people would just like leap out of their chair yeah and that was very satisfying that was my favorite thing and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just also watching people get really uncomfortable when chase would strip down to his underwear to his Mm -hmm. tidy whities and his his like real manic yeah yeah because the idea was that like as you're saying the sleep deprivation thing like the idea that he had prior to summoning this demon he had been up for days trying to figure out how to summon a demon and then he does it and then it's kind of this hallucination and yeah yeah um and then he yeah he dies and goes to hell then at the end and um that was a satisfying yeah. moment to see people get really scared yeah you can hear a pin drop in yeah, that theater yeah. like on the fullest night yeah sometimes <laughs> that, i wonder if that's just that. because people were bewildered or if they were really into it what do you think because you were actually I mean, down there I think both. I think it was uh, bewildered and like, oh, I'm into it though. Maybe one or the other, a a combination of both. Probably a lot of the time, but like, yeah, the the people who got it Mm. like were into it, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, like people who are open minded about what uh, what can go on in the world really (laughs) appreciate. Or we're like, what are the possibilities for theater in this town? Cause it was certainly something, if I could say like, it's certainly something that like, nobody's really done much like that Mm -hmm. before you see some really, um, uh, interesting stuff sometimes at IPFW. Yeah. Like they're, they're willing to, because it's an educational theater, they're willing to get a little more 
experimental, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is great. And that's where I, I learned a lot of stuff. When, when were you at IPFW? It was... Uh, it was the year after you graduated. Okay. Yeah, because you, I heard a lot about you from Chase. <laughs> okay, and sure. Right. I don't. I think Hay. I don't think Haley was. No, she was there. Yeah, she I was still she there. She was still there. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I think she was there the year after I was there. Because I only spent one year. Well, I didn't department. graduate either. Oh, okay. This is a big. Oh, really? This is a big revelation. <laughs> I don't think most people know that. But I, oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't graduate either. I, I was there for three years, and then I ended up leaving with my, my then-girlfriend, too. Because she went to grad school in Illinois, so I followed her mm-hmm, followed mm-hmm. her there. And, um, yeah, I just, I just left the department. So okay, probably a okay. similar story to you of, like, yeah. Well, so what, what, what happened there? You, you were there for a year, and then you're just uh-huh. like, this isn't for me, really? Yeah, I'm, I... The the moment I realized I wasn't gonna do it, I was it was like the end of the year, and I had just done a road trip with my girlfriend to see her favorite band. They were like a Europe, they're from England or Europe, and mm-hmm. yeah, English band, and they did like you know five six dates in the U.S. like real small underground mm-hmm. bands, so like coasts and major cities gotcha. and so we drove to like maryland we drove to baltimore to see this like emo punk rock band basement gotcha. they're called basement they actually put on a really good show and of like okay. that genre they're like i think one of the more musically interesting groups um another good one is uh the be- the world is a beautiful place that's the heat kicking on oh um, <laughs> i'll hopefully be able to cut that out and post or at least dim down the noise but okay. uh, the world is a beautiful place and i'm no longer afraid to die i know them they're yeah they're the good. same genre oh, yeah, okay that same okay. kind of thing so we drove to yeah. baltimore to see them and on i was on deck to be like a the stage manager for jeff's show in the spring and I realized that so and then then another emo band, American Football. Oh sure, they I had know been, American Football. Yeah. Uh, they were after a decade of non activity, they were getting back together. And like they were one of my favorite bands at the time, like really connected with the music. Um and their fur their like first show back after like over a decade was the same weekend as that opening performance of that show. Really? And I was like I gotta go see it. I'd rather football. be there. I'd rather, yeah. If I'm sitting in that theater at PFW when American football is playing, my heart will be wrenched out of my chest. I will, I will never forgive myself. So I like pull. I emailed Jeff Casas. I was like, "Hey, I'm not going to be able to do this." And like, I mean, I thought about it for a little bit and was like, "Yeah, nah." And in this fact, isn't for I'm me. not even in fact, coming I'm back. Done. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I, were you were you a theater major? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I, I really. Tech theater or 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 acting? Uh, I think I had put my emphasis as musical theater on, only because two cute girls were in the room when I was asked what I wanted <laughs> to focus on, and they were focusing on musical theater. Well, and you, so I like, know if you it's had good done for a cute lot. girls, it's good for me. And you... I only went because it's actually a really funny story. I toured PFW because my mom forced me to i didn't want to go to college i was like i don't know what i want to do i'm not going to waste the money mm-hmm. my mom was like you gotta go to college so she took me for a tour we checked out the whole campus last stop was the theater building i walk in and someone with a clipboard walks up to me and goes are you oliver i'm like no but i can be <laughs> and they're like well we're auditioning for scholarships right now and oliver hasn't showed up do you want to try out for a scholarship and i'm like uh 
That's maybe so what do I got to do? And they're like, sing a song and say a monologue. I'm like, uh, let, give me five minutes. How about that? And so I like went in and it was like Jeff, Tori, and maybe Craig. Oh, and Tori. Tori was still there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her last year was my one year. Yeah. And I sang Joanna from Sweeney Todd and sure. had no monologue in mind. I'd never actually even learned a monologue. The first monologue, real monologue I did was in the theater department. You were But you were they in gave a me a thousand dollars. They gave me a thousand dollars for that. A thousand dollar scholarship. Like they were impressed that I just showed up and did it on the spot. And so I was like, Well, I got a scholarship to a college. I guess I'm going. And I <laughs> and I mean it. So I, I say I putzed around for a year in the theater department and still paid, you know, $7,000. So expensive way to putz around, um, yeah. but it, totally worth it. Like I, I, because of that, got connected with Chase, connected right. with you, right. learned a lot, like saw the things that Jeff Casaza was doing mm -hmm. that like now I'm doing in my yoga practice. And so oh, like, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like so much of his stuff is like Eastern spirituality. Oh, yeah like influenced yeah. like now that i'm studying eastern spirituality i'm like he was just doing pranayama and yoga nidra with right. us in the right. voice for the actor class yeah he's so good all that link letter stuff <laughs> yeah, is i think yeah. very much informed by that yeah. the voice work mm -hmm. yeah and and of course the suzuki physical stuff that he would do which i don't know did you were, did you get into that when you were there Maybe a little bit, yeah. but not much. He, I don't think he ever he taught an actual letter. class on it, but he used to do – I never took the class. What the heck was that class? It was something like physical theater or mm. something, but it was, was it a movement? class. Movement. Yeah. Movement. yeah. I was signed up to take that, but then I he dropped didn't take out. It. So, yeah. Movement is what it was, and uh, – and yeah, that was like he would do Suzuki there, which is this extremely rigorous um, movement training for yeah. actors that originates from Japan. Um, and it's like all about cultivating stillness. Yeah, that's right. And, and, yeah. and then building presence from stillness. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. I never got to take it, but I, I experienced a little bit in some of the productions that I yeah, did there with yeah. Jeff, and I saw him do stuff like that. Uh -huh. And it got me really interested in that stuff. Like, Jeff was – Jeff Casaza so cool. is a teacher at, at the theater department in IPFW, or now PFW. And uh, he, he, he did a lot of – he's the one who will do a lot of experimental work mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. And he certainly was influential on me because of experimental work. And uh, – yeah, I think you and I, your story and mine are very similar at, at IPW <laughs> because I feel like I putzed around there for three years, for three years, and racked up a lot of debt and then didn't even, I, I shouldn't have even, I shouldn't have gone to college anyway because it wasn't, mm -hmm. I, I I hated high school, I, I did really poorly, I mean, I graduated, but like barely. Uh huh. All I wanted to do, because I started, I got really into theater in like middle school and then that carried over to the mm. high school and all mm. I, that's all i wanted to do i, I just yeah. wanted to do productions and nice. stuff i didn't really care about fucking the school work which, yeah but then i ended up going to college because that was like what we were told we had to do yeah yeah and so yeah. i did and mm -hmm. i sh i i should have taken like a year to think about it and then mm -hmm. maybe see mm -hmm. but i yeah. jumped right into it was there for three years, kind of hated it. Liked being in the theater department and doing shows and taking the theater classes, but all the other stuff mm -hmm. just did not give a fuck about. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and then just ended up leaving. Because mm -hmm. my emphasis was directing. 
Okay, yeah, I was going to switch to that. That's what I was going to do, because I was like, musical theater, clearly not. Like, the cute girls aren't talking to me. So <laughs> I might as might as well focus on something <laughs> that's Being a director is a, time. Is, is a sweet gig, because you yeah, can... Uh, yeah. Ladies, ladies are like a director. I, I never actually thought that, but I was like... If I could be in control or, but I, I think I just uh, made more than that thought that having that kind of like wide view would be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like I think in, at that time I thought that perhaps like I have this ability to kind of look at the wider picture, um, like see the forest from the trees. And I thought that, okay. And, and I was like, not enamored with musical theater i remember i saw it was the christmas that year this is part i think what started me thinking that ah this ain't for me i yeah. saw a commercial for pippin the touring yeah. uh pippin at my grandma's parent grandparents house in central illinois okay. it was late at night you know i'm sleeping on the couch in the living room so i got just dis- you know comedy central on watching futurama lately, oh yeah because that's the best thing on on country sure. cable and i saw <laughs> the people in the costumes doing cartwheels and somersaults across the stage and thought to myself i do not want to do that i would hate being that person somersaulting across the stage in the touring production of pippin uh-huh. that looks like death to me yeah and i was and i was like okay i'm not a musical theater person mm-hmm. like this is not what i'm gonna be doing mm-hmm. and I've, I've i'm it was an interesting moment and i'm i'm glad about that and that it kind of like i started moving away from that because i i the last like kind of theater thing i did i tried out for um, a production. I tried out for American Idiot that uh, oh. they did, and yeah. it, I didn't end up being in it. I said I wanted like a lead role only, and I think like I wasn't the f- right fit for one of those roles. And I stood by that. I was like, you know, my time's valuable in this day and age. Yeah. And like after not getting that, I was like so relieved. I was honestly so th- like glad that I was not in that show. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, good. I don't have to like play someone else. I'm just going to go keep being me and playing my music. And I don't have to waste. I, this is just my More opinion. This is my bullshit opinion. I don't have to waste my time learning the songs for the Broadway, the Broadway versions of Green Day songs. Right. Yeah. I I don't. I would rather be in a Green Day cover band than do the Broadway versions of Green yeah. Day songs, and I don't want to be in a Green Day cover band. Right, <laughs> right. it's not exactly your and, idea. And, like... and, and not, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I, I didn't get to see the production. I wish I would have gone. Um, How I, long ago was that? That was. That like... was... I was living in this place. I think was, it might have been. La- I think it might have been a little over a year ago. I think it was last summer. So it was, after it was summer twenty twenty one that oh, I, that I okay. auditioned. Um, Interesting, and and it was a cool experience. Um, but like, yeah, just reminded me that like I'm not a musical theater guy. Mm-hmm. Like I did that back in the day because it's what was available and it like got my foot in that door. But like that what that's it's not my jive. It's not right. my my thing. Well, it's nothing. You're not actually particularly passionate about it. No, no. Yeah. Um, and it, and it took. I think I probably always knew that like it was it, i had fun i have fun doing it and i think that's kind of 
why I auditioned for that show. I was like, yeah, it'd be fun. I like Green Day music. You know, maybe, <laughs> right. maybe they'll let me play my guitar. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I can do well, that. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that was part of why I was like asked to audition by one of the production members, uh, production crew. Uh, you know, they, uh, I, ha- I have long hair. Um, I've been in a band. Um, I can do play <laughs> instrument. I can play the guitar. Um, and I don't, I don't know if any of them uh, actually. <laughs> I'll be honest. I looked at the photos of the dude holding the guitar, and I'm like, he doesn't know how to play He's a guitar. Not He's not playing a guitar. <laughs> Which yeah. fine, whatever, whatever. P- plenty of people don't have the time to learn to play the guitar, or didn't put the time into learning to play the guitar. Neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was, it wasn't my jive, and I'm like glad that they didn't put me in that show because I wouldn't have done a good job. My heart wouldn't have been in it. Um, but like what we did with Faustus, I found incredibly fulfilling and like have a deeper appreciation for like poetry and like the use of language as an artistic medium. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I recently had Olivia Ulch on the podcast. She's like a poet. I played at her art show, uh, the beginning of November and like seeing her work and like how she, she does like blackout poetry. It's very interesting. So, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, it's it's cool like she did this thing where she showed the before like the page before she blocked it out and like i'm reading through it and i'm like how does she pick that stuff out like i was you know in my hubris i'm like yeah, it can't be that hard she's just blacking out most of the words on the page it can't be that difficult. right and then it, like she like showed the pro- like she's picking out random wait, words she's yeah. picking out random words and they're making they're not random, a though. sense a sense making piece of poetry and then like looking at the page and trying to pick out where i would black out and i'm like my brain is like the gears are turning the steam's coming out of my ears within five seconds like oh okay there's there's a lot right to this that i think now in the internet age to kind of bring it back around like so much is being lost on the pictures and the videos and 15 second reels and like tiktoks and stuff visual culture visual culture and so we're you know people kids aren't writing with their hands anymore right nobody's doing cursive um, right, linguistic and, cultures, yeah, linguistics are complete suffering, are, yeah, or at the very least changing, and so yeah, to, whether that's good or not, I'm I'm not yeah. so sure, but like it is yeah. something, well, like yeah, something about, and I don't mean literacy just in in the sense of like what percentage of the population can read, I just mean like the ability to think and write literarily or is that a word (laughs) (laughs) this is pretty bad and i sell books these days are so dumb they're so dumb literary knowledge (laughs) and i and i in a literary way or or you know like to to express yourself um you know in that way i think i mean there is something to be said to be to to which is why i like books like books physical books yeah. not kindles and stuff yeah. although i i have had those in the past but like there's something to be said about the physical object mm-hmm. and the physical ink on the page and yeah i don't i i worry about losing that and i guess i'm trying to do my part in the fight to keep that stuff alive by selling books in a way yeah. and, but i i think i mean i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot about 
this is not this is another word uh this is i don't think this is a word but i'm gonna use it i'm gonna go for i'm gonna be like shakespeare and yes. coin words <laughs> digitality there's something about digitality mm. that i think is i'm not a big fan of like i i i the fact that we lead so much of our lives on on the internet is i think there's a poverty to that mm, there's yeah, like a the, yeah. a a a, a, a poverty of the senses because like we're yeah. being bombarded by images and i love i love visual things as much as the next guy like that's what i respond to even in theater like is the visual yeah. even though theater is very much a linguistic medium but i think a lot of times the visuals neglected in theater which was something that mm. we were trying to do with shakespeare machine which is to activate the visual component more yeah, yeah. um but and so like you know I've grown up in a in a very visual culture, obviously, and so, you know, I like I I mean, movies are like my, you know, books and movies. That's kind of my thing. Used to be theater, but I don't do it as much anymore. <laughs> so I don't I don't know I don't know if I really count it. But um, I mean, it's interesting because like I see that the the like in movies, like movies aren't shot on film anymore, and mm -hmm. something about I guess it's like. It's books and, and and something about the analog, the physical object as opposed yeah. to the digital object, yeah. is like too crucial and important to just let disappear. Yeah, yeah. And there's something about like I think we need it. We the, need it. Yeah, and something about the energy put into creating the thing. Yeah, like it's to making it's, a damn thing. Yeah, like not yeah. just yeah. And I was talking to a friend of mine. She um she's like she makes jewelry. And, like, does it by hand, you know, makes mm -hmm. the wire loops and everything. And, like, was talking about, uh, in, in the spirit of uh, being a hater in the hopes of keeping standards. Um, right. Like, the the folks who kind of take the easy route and, you know, order things that you can clip together real easy and do 50 of them to put a display together and and she was saying like yeah i can do that or i can spend that same amount of time on one piece making something really good right and, and she doesn't even do the clicking stuff it's like you know she can spend 50 hours doing some simple earrings that she's you know hand making or she can spend that 50 hours on one piece and like you know what is it that in this day and age, and, and so my piece was, I find myself appreciating simple things done well. Oh, yeah. And or, or like something that has had more time and energy put into. Like, I would rather have that one piece of jewelry that had a lot of attention and care put into the creation of it than like a whole, like, than 50 pairs of mediocre earrings and it's it's kind of part of like consumerism and like capitalism like pumping out mass quantity and like mass production for uh, well it's like the difference between an industrial object and an artisanal object yeah yeah right? yeah yeah the artisanal labor versus like industrial labor and, and, I, and what that produces yeah and like the industrial labor style has leached into artisanal and creative labor styles certainly yeah and we're at a point and have an opportunity i think to 
reel that or to address that and like there is great value to industrial production oh, like sure. yeah. we're not going to get rid of that there's fucking eight billion people on the world right. we got to yeah. mass produce diapers <laughs> like, there's so many right. fucking babies shitting out here <laughs> and elderly people shitting out here um, and i'm sure plenty of people in between uh-huh. shitting out uh-huh. here. everybody's shitting out here <laughs> and we got to take care of it but like in that if we can like kind of reel back the desire that has been so become so ravenous from mass production culture and have appreciation for a few things done well versus a lot of things done shittily Uh like i think that maybe we'll start getting better theater and we'll start getting better music and better podcasts <laughs> if, and, and like I find you're talking even I mean are you talking just in general are you you're even being more specific about like Fort Wayne in general right you mean you're you're, you're talking about standards and of, of arts and, and across all arts and various creative endeavors in this city right probably because I mean I'm this is where we live city yeah yeah to talk about anywhere else would be putting even more um credit on me than i'm already pretend like your reach is further yeah i I have very little reach i know so little um and like that's part of part of like reeling it back is like recognizing that me as an individual i know so little um but i can do some things there's some things i know about like i know I know how to record decently enough to put out a decent podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I can invite people who do things that I don't know how to do to like talk about that. And like, I, I, I give my money for jewelry to the people who make jewelry. I don't spend my time trying learning to make jewelry. Um, cause I don't, I don't need to like, I don't have, like I have a desire to make jewelry i've got a box in the back of my closet full of jewelry making supplies actually it's been sitting there the entire time i've been living in this apartment um i actually want to give a lot of that stuff to my friend bailey who is who i was just talking about who makes really good jewelry shout out to bees things um she makes really good shit is that Um, her on instagram yeah 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 bailey um what's her last name i don't remember um bad about that these days not listening if she does shout out <laughs> <laughs> listen this far we're, we're an hour and a half in actually so yeah um i think let's wrap it up wrap it's it getting up. late yeah. uh nick tash where can people find you um they can find uh piebald shark books on instagram i think it's at you could just search it or it's like at you know, Instagram.com slash Pieball Chart Books. I can link it in the show yep. and it'll, you can just click that. It'll take you right to the page. You can find me uh, uh, most weekends either at Firefly or various other coffee shops, Hawking Books. That's about Heck it yeah. for now. There, there might be, I hope that there might be more theater in the future, yeah, but me too. it's a little up in the air at the moment. Mm-hmm. Got to mm-hmm. find the right way to do it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah come, come see me and buy a book. Yeah, we got lots yeah. of interesting stuff, particularly if you're listening to Alejandro's podcast. I, I'm sure you're a strange and unusual person. Uh-huh. So Definitely. we have strange and unusual books for those for uh-huh. such people. So 
I hope no no straight squares are yeah to my no podcast. squares. But if they are, please follow that donate link below <laughs> and uh, give me your money because you probably got more than the weirdo oddballs. Hopefully not. Hopefully we got some uh, well endowed weirdo oddballs who are also going to follow that donate link down in the show notes. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm hearing more and more from people about like being open to accepting um and receiving help and assistance from others yeah and yeah. it's like if i had another 50 dollars, i could get another one of those microphones that's sitting over there for you and it'd be a better I, I just dropped a chunk of change on like a uh plug-in that i use to pull out all the like extra noise so oh, cool. like kind of like we were doing back in the theater days sinking all my own money into this right now and Been there like, brother <laughs> I, I i i lamented to my sister that if i had one more day like one day a week to focus on this i could do this really well and like I, after i was after i said i thought about it, i'm like you know i think i'm making an excuse uh, i don't i don't want that to be an excuse so i'm like doing it i'm putting my money into it but i could do an even better job um if people give me some change to pay the bills and keep the lights on yeah. so give, I, give, i'm open to it give them a cut throw them a couple of bucks yeah. people and i'm I'm at, I, I'm at the point where i feel like the product i'm putting out is worthy of asking people to give me money for i'm not requiring it um it goes out for free um, but like if you I've people have said, hey, I'd give you money for the podcast. And I'm like, shit, really? Uh, maybe I should get my shit together so you can do that. Because uh, people aren't just going to people aren't handing me 20 bucks. It's cashless economy these days. Right, on the yeah, internet. They wanna uh -huh. But yeah, uh, but go check out the piebald books. I've got a couple of the books on the shelf. Um, I haven't cracked. I crap, cracked the Halloween poetry one open, but I haven't even cracked the other one open. Um, so I should do that after this so I can, I'm bad about reading. I'm so, I've always been terrible about it. I got this, this <laughs> shelf full of books and uh, I have read maybe 2% of them. Well, I mean, it's funny. I, I mean, them. I sell books, but also I, I also have similar troubles <laughs> with, uh, with that because, well, for one, I have, I have two young kids, so it's very difficult to uh -huh, find the time, uh -huh. oh, yeah, yeah. but the, the selling of the books kind of scratches an itch a little bit. Too. Nice. Nice. So, but yeah. Give money to Alejandro. Come check out Piebald Shark. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Have you back again sometime. Yeah, let's this do is it. great. Sweet. Sounds good. Thanks, Nick, for being on the show. It was really a good time having you. Uh, we got to talk a lot off air, too, and uh, it was really good catching up with you. Love you, buddy. Got to come back again sometime. I'm looking forward to it. Check out Piebald Shark Books. Uh, they got an Instagram page. You'll find a link to that below. It's really cool what they're doing. Uh, the printing that Sarah is doing is really, really cool. I'm excited to see her continue on with that uh, neat project. So give them some support. If you're listening to this on the on release day, hope you're able to make it to the improv workshop and uh, magic dance with the Chautauqua group. It's going to be really cool. Um, yeah, if you made it, if you're listening after, I appreciate you coming and uh, keep your eyes out for stuff we got going on in the future. This is Stay Home by American Football. I'll see you next time.
Oh